everyone. Welcome to Do You Even Lift, Bro, a podcast about home gyms, DIY, lifting, and life. This podcast is a production of Garage Gym Experiment. For those who prefer visuals, this podcast is also available on YouTube on the Garage Gym Radio channel. I'm Kyle, and with me today is Peach from Design Build Lift. Welcome, Peach. Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. Appreciate it. Hey, good to have you, man. So today we'll be talking about the role of DIY projects in the home gym, how we record and present these projects on social media, and we'll end the episode with a little game I like to call Build by Burn. But before we get into it, Home Gym Con is officially booked April 14th, 15th, and 16th in French Lick, Indiana. What do you think, dude? Yeah, it sounds like the ideal weekend. Uh, I've never been to French Lick. I hear good things. Larry Bird's from there. Let's do it. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, the whole idea of the Home Gym Con is basically a place where everybody's going to get together. We're going to be able to test out a lot of equipment. We're going to be able to meet people that we've seen on Instagram, geek out about home gym stuff, meet people from the companies we'd like to support, and uh, and people are going to be lifting heavy heavy shit. So (laughs) I think it sounds like an awesome weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually, you know, face-to-face interacting with some of these, you know, buddies that I've met on Instagram right. and, and all this stuff, including yourself. I've never actually met you in person and, you know, right. looking yeah. forward to having a beer. So I know it'll be a good time. It's, it's honestly crazy because the community is so large and like through being on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, like I feel like I'm friends with a lot of people that I'm not actually truly like my wife wouldn't consider them my friends because we've never met. But yes. I'm like, yeah, we're friends, right? Oh, so, totally. I mean, yes. it, if we meet in person, then we can officially say we're friends. Absolutely. And I would argue that I have more in common with some of these internet friends than my right. face-to-face friends, uh, when it, especially when it comes to my passion for home gym stuff. So right. no one yeah. else cares. No one wants to hear about it. So <laughs> it'll be nice yeah. to, you know, uh, meet like-minded people for sure. So I, I'm not buying and selling on Marketplace much anymore, mm-hmm. but when I do, when I buy from somebody and I see they have a sweet gym, I'm always like, oh man, here we go. I'm gonna spend 45 minutes like geeking out with this dude. And inevitably it's what happens. Like we're talking about, oh, sweet rack. And I'm showing him pictures of my stuff. And like, you know, it ends up being like 30, 45 minutes to an hour that we're just like shooting the shit, talking about home gym stuff. And I love it. It's like, you know, from a time management perspective, I've only allotted the time to drive to this place, pick up mm-hmm. stuff and come back. But being able to have that conversation is like, it's so fun to just indulge for a little bit. So yeah, I'm with I'd you, like bro. to be a fly on the wall though, when you leave and hear the wife of the guy who sold you this stuff is like, what the hell were you doing down in the basement with that guy? You're just supposed to sit right. on a dumbbell. You were talking for right. two hours down there. I get that from my wife too. She's like, what took you so long? It was only 20 minutes away. And I'm like, yeah. well... Yeah, we got to talking. All right, Peach, you and I are both guys who make DIY gym equipment and we make content based on that equipment for social media. I'm curious how you got into it. 
uh, when I first came to know about your account, you had already been doing it for a few months. So like, what got you into it? Did you do DIY stuff first or did you do gym stuff first? So yeah, I, I started doing DIY stuff first before, you know, the gym stuff. Uh, Right after I got out of the army when I was, what, 26, I bought a 100-year-old house in South Minneapolis, and it needed a lot of work. So uh, my dad was very uh, good at you know home improvement stuff. He was a, a very skilled woodworker. So me and him, you know, we, we definitely uh, improved the place, tons of DIY projects. And at the time, I was actually working for Home Depot. So I learned a lot oh, nice. from the people uh, at Home Depot and from my dad and just, you know, through YouTube and uh, through those resources, I just, you know, tried things and got, you know, reasonably good at doing them. Um, and then the gym stuff, uh, you know, I'd work out uh, one of my, you know, when I turned 16, I got my first bench and set of weights. But, you know, I, I, in, in the, uh, in, during college, you know, I'd work out because I was in uh, ROTC and all that. And then I went in the Army. And, of course, you got to work out in the Army. Um, so there was fitness was part of my life. But after I got out of the Army, I fell off the wagon hard. So uh, I didn't start going to the gym, like, seriously until about five years ago. Uh, so I eventually I started accumulating a little bit of equipment at home because I wanted to max mm -hmm. out on bench without being humiliated in the gym. So I got a power yeah. rack, right? So I could max out on bench, uh, in the privacy of my own home and bought a bunch yeah. of used stuff and all that. Um, and then I just started DIYing stuff because, you know, I work out at a commercial gym. I don't want to spend a lot of money on equipment. So I just started making my own stuff and then. COVID hit, gym shut down, and there you go. So it became my only gym. And uh, right. kept building yeah. and building and building. So That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like we have some, some similarities. My dad was very handy, similar to yours, and I learned a lot of what I know from watching my dad and working with my dad. I didn't start building my own things until I moved to Indiana. Uh, prior to Indiana, I lived in California. My wife and I had an apartment. There's like no room to build anything. But when we moved to Indiana, I got a garage and I started collecting tools and just sort of learning how to build stuff. We moved into a house much larger than our apartment. So I was like, let me build a table. Let me build a bookshelf. And I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just sort of like looked at videos and and uh, used the internet as my, my teacher. And, and I did that for years and years and years before I got into working out. So unlike you, I wasn't working out in high school or college. I had tried commercial gyms, but it never really stuck. And it wasn't until I discovered home gyms that I was like, this is it. Like, this is why it wasn't working out. Mm -hmm. Like, I need my own space. So, uh, yeah. And then once, once COVID hit, once I started, like, collecting my own gym stuff, it was like there were a few items that I couldn't buy, I couldn't find them, or if I could, they were just too expensive and oh, I decided wow. to build. And uh, yeah, that's similar, similar but different. That's, it's cool, man. So you used to have a woodworking business, right? So how did Correct. you get, how did you get into that? I'm curious to, to know more about that. I've never been like a traditional work kind of guy. Like I've, never really stuck to a job where I have a boss and I have to like clock in and out. That's not my thing, man. Yeah, there's a name I've for that. Been it's like called a... the lazy bum. 
You're a yes, lazy yes, bum, is I've, that what you're saying? I've been I've been a lazy I mean that that that's how like my grandpa would <laughs> would say it. Uh, in my mind, I've always had like an entrepreneurial spirit. spirit. I was a traveling musician in my 20s and I made a living, bro. I wasn't like a broke bum living at my <laughs> mom's house. But it was like, you know, it's like non-traditional work. And I did that all through my 20s. Um, and I've, I have had long jobs. Like I worked at Trader Joe's for eight years. I worked for Apple for seven years. During those, I was always like, oh, I've got an idea for a business that I want to do and pursue that. Um, so it was always like working a job to pay the bills until I could figure out something to do on my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started a candle company uh, with my wife when we were in California. We started making and selling candles on like Etsy and stuff. Then when we moved to Indiana and I got all the woodworking tools, the candle business turned into a woodworking business. Mm-hmm. And I honestly was like scouring the internet, scouring Pinterest, like what kinds of things do people like to buy that I can make easily and sell on Etsy? So that's sort of where it started. Were these regular Um, candles or like sex candles? uh, They, I suppose they could have been used for sex. Multi-purpose. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't market them as as sex candles. Mm, That's why the business failed. what, What candle isn't a sex candle is mm, my question makes you think so the the candle thing didn't really take off and so when i was looking for other ideas on things that i could make and sell yeah woodworking stuff so i started making like wall mounted bottle openers where you open your bottle and it drops into a little tray or like i started doing magnetic ones and i figured out how to put logos onto wood so then like I really started to pick up steam, like making team bottle openers. So like, tell me your team and I'll put it on a thing. Uh, Some legal gray area there because it's not licensed by the <laughs> NFL or anybody like that. So I got out of that before I got into trouble. Um, I dabbled with like trying to get the licensing rights for some of them and I got some college teams, but the fees were too expensive. Like the profit margin wasn't good enough to to pay the licensing fees. So mm-hmm. I ended up like moving out of that. And I eventually got into making jewelry stands for like necklaces and bracelets that, you know, like craft shows could people could use for craft shows people could use them in their in their boutique shops and that ended up being my jam um i did that for like a good solid two years before covid and i shut everything down well did did covid shut you down or did you shut it down uh i mean covid kind of shut the whole world down like march 2020 everything stopped so my customer base was retail shops boutiques Mm. and then people who do craft shows So the retail shops shut down, boutiques shut down, and people stopped doing live person craft shows. Right. So, like, it was a couple months of that, and I was just like, ah, I'm done. I was getting kind of burned out anyway. So I was like, give me a reason to not do this anymore. So that was March. In February, I had started flipping equipment and realized that, like, I could build up my gym and make money flipping equipment. And that was before prices got astronomical. I was like, dude, this is actually pretty cool. So while I was doing the woodworking business, I started a side side hustle 
of flipping equipment. And then once March 2020 hit and equipment stopped being available, like everything I had was certain, was just all of a sudden way more valuable. So then it was just sort of like, well, I, I'm not doing the woodworking thing. And this opportunity just fell into my lap to flip equipment. And I'm sitting around all day with nothing else to do but scroll Facebook to buy this stuff. So that's that's sort of how that came about. And I did that for a couple of years until just recently, I kind of stopped doing that. So since we're having this conversation, I got a, I got a few more questions for you. I'm, I'm doing the interview like now. You're I'm interviewing doing the interview. me. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay, that's fine. So what made you transition then from just building DIY equipment to, hey, I want to put this on YouTube and start a YouTube channel? That's the story we want uh, to hear. So... I mean, I've told this story before, so my apologies to the listeners who are like, oh, God, not this story again. I must have missed that episode. So in the process of building up my gym and flipping equipment, I came across a couple postings that Jake had posted. I didn't know Jake at the time. I just was like, I was always really quick to answer or to, you know, when I saw something, I'd be like, I can come pick this up right now. I have cash, blah, blah, blah. So like we did that a couple times. I bought a few things from him. And by like the second or third time, we're like, oh, hey, it's this guy again. And or like, you know, I would message him and be like, hey, hey, dude, it's me. You know, I'm good for it. Like, hold it until tomorrow. I'll come with cash or whatever. Um, so like we started to chat more every time I would pick stuff up. And one of the days he had his garage open and it was just like we were talking about, like, I was like, what the hell is this, is this bro? Like, I, I've never seen a gym like this. And I was like, you know, asking like, you want to sell this? You want to sell that? Yeah. Like, How much of this stuff you want to get rid of? And through that, like he started I think he started messaging me. He's like, I'm going to put this up on Marketplace. Do you want it? This is a price. And I would be like, yeah, I have cash. I'll come get it right now. And through those conversations, I found out about Garage Gym Experiment. Prior to that, I was oblivious to the whole home gym scene on Instagram. And I looked up his account and I was like, what? You got 200,000 followers and you just post your gym? I love my gym. Like that, that's what I should do. Um, so through talking, I was like sort of soul searching. I knew the equipment thing, like flipping equipment wasn't going to last forever. And it was sort of fortuitous that we were having these conversations when we were. And I just sort of like put two and two together. Like I have woodworking skills and there's a market for home gym stuff. So I wonder if people would be interested in seeing me build home gym stuff. So a side side to that is that I built a dumbbell rack and I posted it on the home gym subreddit. And when I did, I got so many responses from people just like complimenting me. This is so awesome. Do you have the measurements? I want to build one too. And I didn't document the process. And what I was telling people is like, sorry, no. Or I would like bring out the tape measure and respond in a comment like, this is how long this is. And these are the angles. And I was like, dude, this is stupid. I should just like redo it and document it. So I did redo it. Um, I got rubber dumbbells and they were bigger than the, the iron hex dumbbells I had. So mm -hmm. I needed a bigger rack. So I ended up redoing it. I took pictures of the whole process. I put that on my blog and then I kind of moved on with my life. So then right around the time I was like talking to Jake and hearing that he was making a living doing this, my 
my blog post was actually blowing up because it was like the height of COVID stuff. So it was like those three things. It was like, I had the skills, I got some traction with this Reddit post and you know, the, the subsequent like blog that I did. And, uh, and yeah, just sort of like, you know, I've, I've tried other things and I'm, I got the time to give this a try and it seems to have been like the right combination of things at the right time. And you have that film degree. So, and, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That had to help too, right? Right. Yeah. So that's also part of the story is that I went to college and graduated in 2005 with a degree in film, which is like the most useless thing ever. And I didn't do anything. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't do anything with it. Like I, I interned in LA, like my, my last year of college and I just hated it. And I was like, screw this. Like, I don't want to work in LA. And so I never did anything with my degree, but all that stuff was still back there. All the like, you know, proper lighting and camera movements and audio and you know, how to, how to edit was all very useful when I started my channel. I feel like it, it sort of gave me a jump start. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Man, what else you got for me, Peach? This is uh, this is great. Th- this is the part of the the, the conversation where, oh, hey, hey, Peach, how did you start your YouTube channel? Well, I'm glad you asked, Kyle. Let me tell you this. <laughs> so, All right. hey, Peach. Hey, Peach. Yeah. Hey, enough enough about me. Let's hear about your YouTube channel. How'd you start yours? Okay, so uh, when I first bought that power rack, and I guess it was 2019. Um, I filmed a review. I started a YouTube channel, different name, everything, and I mm-hmm. created my first uh, YouTube channel, uh, you know, video. And I really enjoyed the process. However, I don't, you know, I, this was before COVID, so you know, I wasn't working from home. I had way mm-hmm. too many other distractions. Um, so even though I enjoyed it, I did one video, and that was it. So. During COVID, though, all of 2020, I was on the sidelines watching people's, uh, you know, content just explode with home gym content, tons of views. And the entire 2020, I was just thinking, you know, I really should throw my hat in the ring. I enjoyed making that one video. Uh, Right. You know, and what's the the worst that could happen? You know, no one watches my Mm -hmm. videos. Who cares? So I made a New Year's resolution uh, on January 1st. Uh, 2021, I'm going to start my own YouTube channel. And on February 6th, so a little over a month later, my first, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, for some reason, I uploaded three videos on the, all yeah. on that same day because I'm like, oh, no one's going to want to watch someone with only one video. If I put three up at the same time, my shit's going to explode. And, you know, yeah. that did not happen, of course. Um, but, uh, but I really enjoyed it. So I just kept going and going and going. And about like my fourth video, um, I saw your one of your first videos. Uh, I think it was your preacher curl thing. I had just done a preacher uh-huh. curl thing. And that's, you right, know, we, yeah, we connected that. on Instagram. Um, so yeah. so that that's my YouTube journey. Um, and then through your advice, you, you, you know, I think you told me, you know, you really should get on Instagram. I didn't think I even mm-hmm. had an account. So, uh, yeah. uh, so, you know, the, you know, I don't have as many followers as you do, but the, the few I do, I attribute it to, I attribute it to your, uh, your sage advice for sure. Sweet. 
Yeah. Well, it's, uh, Instagram's a, a tricky beast because it's like it's so overwhelming when you oh, join, yeah. and there are so many little like secrets that you need to know in order to help your your account grow. And so I feel like I've, with what I've learned, I got to pay it forward and like help people out. So I'm glad that that helped. And uh, I'm glad to see that you are getting some success. And it looks amazing. I watch all of your videos. They're always entertaining. I'm curious if you are okay with sharing it. Like now that you're monetized on YouTube, like, is it paying you much because i'm not i'm not getting very much at all no 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 um no um so i have a website diyfitnessclub.com and it costs me like 35 bucks a month just to host that Uh um i basically break even uh i make maybe well so so actually it's it's seasonal right so in january i made more money summer it's dead uh, I make yeah, 50 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month Jeez. Uh, on yeah. YouTube. I, you know, I have some affiliate stuff going on too, but that ain't, that ain't nothing. I basically am just trying to break even. This is just a hobby. You know, right. my, my dream is to actually uh, bring some products to market, which is, you mm-hmm. know, so this is kind of a means to, to the end. So to an end. Yeah. Um, so, right. you know, I, I have some ideas and, you know, if I have a presence, maybe I can, you know, grease the wheels to make those things happen. So, uh, but yeah. I enjoy the, I enjoy YouTube. I, I enjoy all this. So it's, uh, it's more of just a hobby, not, not necessarily. Yeah. A business, so, so what is your favorite project you've ever done? Doesn't have to be home gym related. Like what's your favorite DIY project you've done? Uh, oof, I think it's the, the, I think it is home gym related and I think it is uh, my first project and that would be my cable pulley system. Uh, which mm-hmm. I detailed in my a, in my cable crossover video. I think it was like my fourth yeah. video. Because um, when I that. first started, I was just you know taking products I already uh, you know created and just kind of right. retroactively you know making them uh, on video. So um, yeah. I still well up until the re- I just remodeled my gym and up until the remodel I used it all the time. And now based upon the new position of my power rack, the thing doesn't fit. Because it, uh, uh, it, there's a header that comes down, so I need to rebuild yeah. it. So 2.0 version 2.0. That video will be coming nice. out uh, sometime in the near future, hopefully. So I don't know about for you, but pulley videos tend to do pretty well. Like I've only got one, but it easily in the short amount of time that it's been out, yeah. it's passed the all of my other videos. And I, I had some that I, would, I was just like, wow, this is crazy, like how popular they are. Mm-hmm. Pulley video knocked them all out of the park, like within within like a month or two, had more views than any of the other ones. So I, I think that it's well worth the time to do a pulley 2.0. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just, they're kind of easy to, to make. Uh, they're very right. versatile. Um, and, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, you know, they might buy, you know, some weights and a barbell and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, getting a functional trainer, I mean, that's a, that's a bit pricey. So yeah. you know, it's, it's a good, you know, first step into, you know, those, you know, doing those kinds of, of movements, I think. So, uh, right. and if I had space yeah. for it, you know, I'll, Grant, I would have a functional trainer and I might just have to pull the trigger and move, you know, move some equipment out and make space for one in the near future. Yeah, I have one and I love it. And Mm -hmm. there have been so many times where I'm like, I want to get a new piece of equipment and I don't really have somewhere to put it. 
maybe I should sell my functional trainer so I can make room for this thing. And then I'm like, uh, let me add up the things I can do with the functional trainer, right. which is like a million versus, yes. you know, whatever I can do with this new thing I'm mm-hmm. considering. And it's always like, duh, no, I need to keep the functional trainer. Like yes. nothing beats it. If you have the room and you're able to get one, totally worth it. I got mine used on Marketplace for like 750 which Ooh, nice. for for what it is, yeah, it was a pretty killer deal. And it's smooth. It's nice. It's like pretty perfect. So no complaints. I'm not yeah. trying to rub it in. Oh, no complaints. Yeah. And, and there's actually, you know, quite a few uh, new, uh, in nice-looking uh, functional trainers coming out. Bells of Steel just came out with one uh, at a pretty mm-hmm. decent price point. So, yeah, I got my eye out. Uh, you know, I might have to pull the trigger uh, in 2023 and uh, get one for sure. Well, if you do buy from Bells of Steel, you know, they give a discount if you pick up. So I know it's a little bit of a drive for you. Canada? But no, no, no. They're in Indianapolis. Oh, they are? I thought they were Canadian. Yeah. Huh. Well, they are Canadian but they have a distribution Uh, center in Indianapolis. Jake and I were just there last week, but they give, it's like a 68 cents per pound discount when you buy from Bells of Steel and they ship it, they offer free shipping, but they're paying for that. So when you pick it up, they don't have to pay for the shipping They pass the savings on to you. That's why I buy so much Bells of Steel stuff. I mean, good quality and super sweet prices. So there's a big difference between recording yourself building something or just building something. And I've noticed that like the recording process will add so much extra time onto the process. Do you ever have projects where you're like, man, I just want this thing. I don't wanna go through all the hassle of like shooting it and editing it and uploading it. I just wanna like build this thing and be done with it. Yeah, so yeah, I I mean, just building it is, I mean, okay, now filming it and then doing the editing and doing everything else we gotta do it makes everything take 10 times as long. Uh, However, I've committed to myself, no one else, I've committed to making two videos a month for YouTube. So I don't have a lot of free time anyway. So pretty much if I'm making something, it's, it's being filmed. The, I would say Mm -hmm. the only time I, I, I'm not filming, it's because I'm prototyping so that I can ensure that the thing will work right and uh and be a decent video so yeah i'll prototype off camera for sure um and then Mm kind of recreate it on camera but just building a project and not filming it at all i I just can't swing it uh because there's just so so much time uh in the day um and uh if i if i gotta put two uh two videos a month now it's it's going on youtube (laughs) yeah yeah i do like there are so many times where i'm like man like i've got an hour i could knock this out and not document it or you know i can shoot half of it and drag it out and yeah i mean if i think it's worth it i'll nine times out of ten i'll just shoot it and then make something with it but Mm -hmm. there's so many times where i'm like man it's like it's kind of a i don't want to say it's a burden because i feel fortunate that so many people want to see it but yeah sometimes it's like man just want to build this thing and be done with it absolutely because you know i will you know just get like uh 10 seconds of talking i'll flub the line Uh and i'll flub the line and i'll right it it takes sometimes i've spent hours trying to record 20 seconds worth of talking 
um, or right. the or the I'll shoot it all and the microphone uh, wasn't turned on and right. now I gotta yep. reshoot everything. So all those yeah. things is you know what just drives me absolutely crazy. But again, I'm not yeah. complaining either. I do enjoy the process. All right, Peach, it's time to move on to a brand new game I've made up. It's called Build by Burn, where I name three home gym items, and you tell me which one you would build, which one you would buy, and which one you would burn. It's similar to the concept of the college game, Fuck, Mary Kill, but less vulgar and less brutal. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to go kind of fast-paced. Power rack, half rack, squat rack. What are you building? What are you buying? What are you burning? Power rack, half rack, squat rack. Okay, I would say I'm going to build the squat rack just because it's freaking easy. Uh, Five-gallon bucket, cement, two-by-fours, easy. Uh, I would buy a power rack because uh, I can't weld. And the best one that I'm going to make is still probably not as safe as a reasonably cheap one off of Amazon. And I'm going to burn the half rack because the only reason to get a half rack is space constraints. And frankly, I would sacrifice everything else in my gym before I would sacrifice having a power rack. Wow, that's not where I thought you were going to go with it. I'll give my answer and that'll probably, I mean, my answer is what I thought you were going to answer. So I'm going to say it. So build power rack. Correct. It's like it's incredibly difficult and can't weld and you're not going to make something as safe as, you know, you're going to get from Rep or Rogue or whatever. But I was going to say build a half rack and burn a squat rack. And my reasoning for that is like, I mean, I, I understand some people love and appreciate squat racks. I would rather just not have one or I'd rather have a half rack than a squat rack. So that's that's my reasoning. Burn the squat rack. All right. Next, weight plates, dumbbells, kettlebells. What are you going to build? What are you going to buy? What are you going to burn? So I would build uh, dumbbells. Because in this scenario, in this made up scenario, I'm assuming mm -hmm. I have the plates. So I'm really just building okay. the thing to put the plates on. So I'm sure I'm going to build the, the dumbbells because if you have plates, yeah. this relatively easy. In fact, it was my first video, the mullet dumbbell, <laughs> okay. look it up. Uh, yeah. I'm going to buy weight plates. Now, uh, some people love having concrete, you know, weight plates, but yeah, I want something that's going to last and that can be resold and it's not going to have rocks and dust in my eyes when I'm lifting. And I'm going to burn kettlebells because I don't even have any and I don't miss them. So I, I could care less about <laughs> kettlebells. I concur with your answer, sir. Okay, moving nice. on to the next one. Flat bench, adjustable bench, decline bench. Okay, so I'm going to build flat because it's easy. And by the way, I, I would never build build a bench. I just wouldn't. Um, some people do, but yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm going to buy it. But uh, I am cheap, but I'm not that cheap. Okay, so I'm going to build a flat bench because <laughs> yeah. it's easy. I'm going to buy adjustable and I'm going to burn the decline. And the reason I'm burning it is because I can turn a flat or an adjustable like my AB4100 back there. I just, yeah. I can make it a decline just by sticking some wood underneath the front, you know, legs. So it becomes right. a decline. So... Screw you, yeah. decline. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. All right. Next one. Sissy squat, reverse hyper, GHD. I'm going to build a reverse hyper, but only if it's a rack-mounted version, because I have no space for anything other than a rack-mounted version. Well, you're building it, so you get to decide. I decide. 
Uh, it's my money, and I want it now. Uh, so buy. Uh, I'm going to buy a sissy squat uh, because you know, I've already built one, actually, and I'll be showcasing that in the future. Uh, and I'm going to burn a GHD. Now, that might be you know sacrilege, but uh, I've never used Whoa. it. I've never used a GHD, so I don't know. It might be glorious, but uh, ignorance is bliss. And uh, if I've never used one before, you know, I don't think I'm missing anything. All right. I'm going to respectfully disagree Ooh. with you, sir. I would, I would burn the sissy squat um, because who needs to take up that much space when you can just pop a couple leg rollers in your power rack and do the sissy squat movement with those am i right uh, no you're not no but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i would i would burn the reverse hyper if you want to know why listen to the previous episode of do you even lift bro where i talked about my stomach sensitivity <laughs> and how the reverse hyper hurts my tummy okay and then uh i would i would buy a ghd out of the three i don't want a ghd i don't need one but out of those three that's what I would buy. All right, last one. All right. Axle bar, log bar, trap bar. I'm going to build an axle bar because it's easy. Schedule 80 two-inch pipe. Uh, put some collars on it. Too easy. Um, in fact, I was going to build one, but with the cost of steel right now, it just doesn't make sense um, because mm -hmm. you can actually buy them cheaper than what you could build them for, at least where I was going to buy the steel for. Uh, that's That was the case. So I'm going to build yeah. an axle bar. I'm going to buy a trap bar because I can't weld and I would not make a very good one. And I'm going to burn mm -hmm. a log bar. Same reason why I chose to burn the GHD. I've never used one. And it's a log. So... <laughs> of course you're gonna burn a log. Nah, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree oh, with you God. there. I've 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 owned an axle bar and I've owned a log bar. I don't like either of them, but uh, have you seen some of those DIY log bars? Like they're just badass, oh, they're, dude. They look gorgeous. so cool. And and the the process, like I feel like that's where you turn from a boy into a man oh. is when you make you make a log bar, and I'm I I need something, man. I, like I, I'm waiting for that transition. I'm 40, and I, I still haven't quite crossed the You're threshold. Man, so I yeah. feel like <laughs> I feel like if I made a log bar, like it would be official. Your nuts would finally I, drop. That would be awesome. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm just I I need it, bro. And then. Uh, I'd, I'd burn the axle bar and uh, buy the trap bar. I've had an axle bar before. It was fine. I don't have anything against it, but I don't particularly love it either. So if I was going to have one strongman piece of equipment, it would be a handmade log bar that caused my testicles to drop. <laughs> so, yeah, I just got a log bar. Uh, I'm sorry. I just got an axle bar recently. And to be honest, I haven't really put it through its paces. I used it as a chain yoke uh, bar, and it worked really well, actually. Um, okay. With the log bar, being a basement guy, you're a basement guy. What, well, what the hell guy. am I going to do with a log bar in the basement? Number one, it, I don't, I, you got to like throw that thing around, man. Uh, you know, I, I can't <laughs> do that in this tiny ass gym. Um, so I'd have to be taking it outside, which means I'm going to have to bring my plates upstairs and take those outside too. It'll never happen. If I bought it, it would never get used. Bro, so I'm just going to I'm going to give you a little life advice. Oh shit. Instead of <laughs> instead of burning those concrete plates, 
you make some concrete plates that you can leave oh. outside to use with your burned up log bar. You just changed my life. Now my nuts, <laughs> my nuts so, just dropped. Thank you. Dude, finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'll say about that is my ceilings, I want to say they're like 84 inches and I'm a short guy. So I can do overhead press in my basement just fine. And I did when I had a log bar and I do it now with, uh, you know, my whatever, my straight bars. So I don't have an issue with that. But I do like the idea of having an outdoor gym mm -hmm. and a uh, little, little surprise. Uh, my next project is going to be a big project. And it's going to be an outdoor project. And uh, I might make some concrete weights and a DIY axle bar to go with it. I feel like that would be a good, I'm going to make a power rack. I've been like and wanting to make a power rack, but I'm going to make an outdoor power outdoor rack. Outdoor power rack. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get some crap, yeah. get a crappy barbell, leave it out there. Some beater bar. Yeah. I'll, honestly, I'll probably just do like a DIY axle bar just okay. for content. And you know, it's like if I'm going through the hassle of like making a rack, I want to make the, the bar and the plates for it too. And then, you know, if it gets messed up in the winter time, like I want it, I want to just leave it out there year round so I can make content with it, but also so I can get a workout in the snow or I can get a workout in the rain. You're spiking and I can, Rocky four. You'll be out there. Yeah. In, in, the, in yeah. the in the winter, uh, yeah, I'm the visuals re really cool here. Yeah, in I'm my down. mind, I sound like a I sound like a badass. In my head, <laughs> I, in, in in all actuality, I'll be like, mm, I don't want to go out there. It's too snowy. I'd rather oh, yeah. just work out in my nice basement. Yeah, you're gonna film yourself outside doing all this shit, and you're gonna run back inside yeah. and uh, finish your workout yeah. in your cozy basement. Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, that's why a lot of this stuff was relevant relevant because I'm thinking like, yeah, in that scenario, which would I want to, which would I want to have concrete plates and a DIY axle bar? You gave me that idea. I'll make sure to give you, you credit go. in the video. Absolutely. Yeah. At least half the video should be talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll wear my design build lift shirt. I'll have the, the hey, banner in the back. In the video that drops this Saturday, I'm wearing the Kaizen shirt. Sweet. So there you go. It's awesome. Nice. Yes. All right, dude. Well, that about wraps it up. All right. Um, Thanks for having me, Kyle. Appreciate it. Glad to have you. Tell the listeners where they can find you, Peach. They can find me, Peach, a.k.a. Design Build Lift. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok, even though I rarely ever post there. Um, or you can go to DIYFitnessClub.com. All right, Peach. Thanks, bro. And uh, I'll chat with you later. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Do You Even Lift Bro is a production of Garage Gym Experiment. Be sure to check out Do You Even Lift Bro podcast on Instagram to submit your questions or stories for us to share. If you enjoyed this episode, suggest it to a friend. And if you have time, rate and review the podcast. Jake, do you have anything else? Nope. Okay, see ya.